Welcome back to Ballers, Beers, and Banter. It's another fantastic Sunday night for everyone else except me. I did not do so well this week in fantasy football, but I am joined here with a probably much happier Anthony Harrison. What's up, everyone? And hello! Yes. So uh, this week, um, Anthony and I are going to try some, we're going to try a new segment, which we'll introduce after Anthony does the headlines. It, it it may not go well, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it with uh, with with uh, our best efforts. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll we'll get a little bit more into it, and you'll see why we're gonna attempt and see how it goes. But um, I don't know. I think I think the the listeners will be happy with it. Um, <laughs> we'll see. It depends on the success rate of how or the. In, how we get through it but um I, I have faith i have faith yeah i mean we're two champions there's, um, no, there's no way we can't do it exactly uh this is nothing new to us we're used to being successful under pressure <laughs> um speaking um and as you can all notice if you're watching from youtube and if you're listening you haven't heard dave dave is i believe is he in egypt today um, I believe he has traveled abroad. Uh, I don't know where he is. He, he I believe he's uh, treasure hunting um, in the pyramids. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully he's successful, brings back a little bit of uh, treasure for us. Um, he'll be back. He'll be back tomorrow for perfect. the for the Monday night episode. Perfect. Hopefully no technical issues this time. Hopefully he'll be actually back in Canada, not on some janky Wi-Fi or something, but I'm sure he'll be all good and ready to go. All right. So let's dive into headlines. So there was a few players that were maybe doubtful or questionable for today. Uh, guys like Darrell Henderson was inactive. So Sony Michelle took over. Um, Odell Beckham ended up playing, um, was in and out of the game. I mean, nobody was really expecting anything from him. Josh Jacobs was also inactive on Sunday. Um, apart I mean, from that, this is what yeah. we said. This is yeah. we exactly predicted this, uh, this scenario with, with OBJ. Yeah. Uh, I mean, OBJ is making his first, I think, I'm not sure. Well, we might get into it into the recap, uh, but I think this was the first bunch of points that he got since like week seven last year. First reception, I think I saw, or I'm not sure if he got a touchdown. I didn't watch too much of the game because as a Bears fan, it was quite painful, but uh, we'll get into that a little later. Um, yeah, we won't... Uh, touch upon that game uh, too much, but um, other news in game injuries, James White went down with an injury in the Patriots game. Uh, maybe this might be positive for Damian Harris down the line. Well, it sure wasn't today, but we'll get into that. Yeah, exactly. Um, bad news for the Giants. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton went down with an injury. So, this is what we warned you guys about. We said, take advantage of Sterling Shepard while you can. The guy's injury prone, and he went down. Hamstring, which is that type of soft tissue injury that lingers, and depending how serious it is, you could be out for multiple weeks, or you could be out a game, or maybe not miss a game at all. So we'll have to see. And it's the same injury for Darius Slayton as well. Uh, moving on, the Tennessee Titans, their receivers also experienced a bunch of injuries. A.J. Brown was out with the rest of the game. I'm not sure on the injury here. I don't know. It doesn't really say. But A.J. Brown went down, did not come back. He went out early in the game. And Julio Jones was looking pretty good until he left the game as well. So we'll have to keep an eye on the O's two guys going forward in the next week. But uh, who knows? There might be a couple players that we have in our back pocket uh, for the waiver wire pickup episode. Um, moving on to the Pittsburgh game, Juju Smith-Schuster was ruled out with the game uh, for the game with a rib injury. 
Um, if you were smart, you probably weren't starting Juju, Schiff, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at all because he has not been productive enough. I mean, he was more of a flex option, but uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson was also an inactive today. So slot in Chase Claypool. Um, we'll talk about other successful people from that game potentially but um yeah not looking too good for the pittsburgh patriots my goodness pittsburgh uh pittsburgh patriots pittsburgh steelers my goodness they look uh rough and as far as the news i believe that's it there was a few players that were down came back in guys like um Devonte adams went uh down he got back up um apart from that I think that those are the 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 major or top echelon guys that were worth mentioning for the headlines today, and um, we'll we'll have more updates tomorrow when it comes to those injuries. All right. Well, uh, super unfortunate for all those people who got injured, and uh, you know we hope that you you drafted enough people uh, to back them up, maybe make some wild trades. Start looking at the waiver wire because uh, I know there's going to be tons of people across the league who are going to have to pick up some people. This is going to be an exciting waiver wire week. A lot of teams are going to change. Absolutely. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be doing our waiver wire episode uh, tomorrow night with Dave. Uh, it'll be very exciting. So moving on to our next uh, segment, a new segment. It's called uh, the Moose Minute and the Harrison Hurry Up. And what we're going to do is we're going to recap each game of the week, alternating. We only have one minute to recap everything that happened in the game. And then once we're done recapping the games, we'll uh, you know pick one or two of the more interesting games and, and we can talk about it and the fantasy impact it might have moving forward. So, Anthony, you're going to be timing for me. I'm going to be timing for you. And when we hit one minute, just go ding, 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 and then start. You start your minute, and okay. then I'll start timing for you. Who's gonna start this? Um, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you start. Okay. Okay. You ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. All right. So I got Bears versus Browns. Um, the Cubs were stomped by the Browns. Uh, Fields was sacked nine times and allowed only one yard passing. So a combination of what he threw and the sacks, one yard passing. This is abysmal for my Cubs. Um, Your Cubs. Cleveland, huh? Your Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs, the Bears. They look <laughs> like Cubs. Um, so Cleveland's defense looks great. Chicago's defense looked great. Offense is not there. Dalton will probably be back in next week if he is healthy. Um, Allen Robinson disappointed again. Odell Beckham got into the double digits. So, I mean, if you start him, you're happy, but it's nothing great. Um, other than that, there's not much noteworthiness of players in this game. So, Justin Fields, 3.92 points. Hopefully, you didn't start him. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 16.94. Nothing ex- uh, re- uh, crazy. Go. All right, so I'm going to be bringing you Washington Buffalo off the bat. And to me, I think this was the fantasy football game of the week. Just about everybody who is a fantasy football asset scored points in this game. Josh Allen came out 358 yards, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. He is back to Josh Allen from 2020. On the other side of the ball, Taylor Heineke had uh, all right game. He turned it over twice. But for fantasy purposes, still scored really well. Antonio Gibson seems to be unhampered from his injury since he went for uh, a 70-plus yard touchdown run. Looked fantastic. Zach Moss also back out there. He got a touchdown, had a couple of explosive runs. Um, a key name to note on Buffalo's side, Emmanuel Sanders had two touchdowns. Maybe he's someone to pick up off the waiver wire if uh, he's still sticking around. Terry McLaurin was a bit of a disappointment on the Washington side of things. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So I got Baltimore, Detroit here. Detroit almost upset the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore wins 1917 from a big 66 yard uh, field goal that hit the crossbar 
and then went over a new record for furthest kick in the NFL. Justin Tucker, of course he did it. Um, Lamar Jackson looked fairly decent, had another turnover in this game, finished with 19.28 points. Jared Goff, um, not a great week for fantasy, but uh, the running backs, the backfield for the Detroit Lions, uh, 20 points for DeAndre Swift, 47 yards, one TD, 60 yards receiving, caught seven of seven, and Jamal Williams, 42 yards, one touchdown. So the running backs look pretty successful over there. Tyson Williams disappointed, and mm-hmm. all the receiving uh, players from each team, Nobody in the double digits. Uh, This is a wide receiver dead zone. Mark Andrews, 13.4 fantasy points. If you have him at tight end, you're definitely happy. Justin Tucker, 16 points. Um, This one was... What? Kickers Kickers matter. matter. Kickers matter. Exactly. Um, And that's all I have with that. So you want to switch to you now? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Uh, I will be talking about Arizona Jacksonville. A bit of an exciting game. A couple of people who, uh, you know, we'd been waiting to see break out a bit this season are getting back to their regular paces. Of course, I'm talking about James Robinson. uh, Scored 21 fantasy points, 88 yards, one touchdown, and uh, six receptions for 46 yards. So if we were worried about him, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so worried. Uh, Kyler Murray, by the way he played, you would have thought that his fantasy points were through the roof. And unfortunately, they were kind of on the low end for Kyler Murray but he still had a fantastic game. James Conner is another name that, you know, even uh, last week we sort of said, Hey, Chase Edmonds is the guy. And we figured it was potentially because of injury and that James Conner would get the goal line work. And it seems like maybe he's healthier and he did get that goal line red zone work scored two tutties today. So very exciting. Maybe we'll see more from James Robinson. DeAndre Hopkins was out with an injury. Christian Kirk was the lead dog. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) All right, so I have Atlanta versus New York Giants. This one was a snoozer, my friends. 17 17 to 14 for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Fantasy-wise, this was depressing. But Saquon Barkley finally made it to the double digits. 18.4 fantasy points. And of course, we're talking half-point PPR here. So uh, 51 yards and a touchdown, 16 carries. Caught six of seven for 43 yards. Looked pretty good. Mike Davis, again, disappointed. If you thought you were getting a late round um, uh, running back one, uh, I mean, he's failed you so far. Calvin Ridley disappoints again with 10.1 fantasy points in half point PPR. Cordero Patterson, again, in the double digits. Is this guy worth it off the waiver wire? I mean, they're using him everywhere. They said he's the running back two on the team. But I mean, the receiving game... Uh, he, he, he caught six of seven for 82 yards, seven carries for 20 yards. This guy is showing up. Uh, Kyle Pitts again, ding, ding, disappoints. Ding. All right, I'm bringing Kansas City and uh, the LA Chargers to you. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> struggled in the early game, uh, was not doing so hot. He only fi- he finished the game with 27 of uh, of 44 passes, 230 yards, three touchdowns. So he pulled it together in the second half. But uh, the Chargers defense was given a real hard time. Justin Herbert had a fantastic day for fantasy football. Four touchdowns, 281 yards, 26 of 38 completions. I mean, Justin Herbert shaking off the rust. I think he's going to have a great rest of the season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we were worried about this guy too. He showed up today. He uh, scored a touchdown, unfortunately had a fumble, but went for 100 yards. Austin Eckler, again, I said he'd be outside of the top 15, but He's making my eat my words because almost 20 points uh, this week. Mike Williams, another character, three weeks in a row, scoring tons of points, 29.7 points this week, two touchdowns. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, he's not looking looking as good as Mike Williams. All right. So now coming back to me, I got Indianapolis versus Tennessee. Tennessee beats Indianapolis 25-16. Carson Wentz disappoints. He ends up playing. I He might have sat out this week because of the injuries to both his ankles. Only had uh, 194 yards, no TDs, no interception. Very mediocre. Tannehill, three TDs, two interceptions, ended up with 23 fantasy points, looking like Dave's uh, late round QB pick uh, is doing super well. Derek Henry, again, 113 yards, um, two point conversion, three for three receptions, uh, 31 yards, 
finished with 17.9 fantasy points. Jonathan Taylor disappoints again, 7.7 fantasy points. Naeem Hines with 16.4, caught uh, six carries for 25 yards, one touchdown, five for six for 54 yards receiving. Michael Pittman again gets into the double digits. And this was the team that where I said, AJ- I'm bringing you New Orleans and New England. <laughs> And this game is the opposite of Washington and Buffalo. It was probably the least interesting fantasy football game uh, today. The only really relevant people were Alvin Kamara. And we knew that week to week, he's going to be the best running back uh, in New Orleans. And Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots. Well, like we always say, you'll never be able to predict which one of the wide receivers in New England is going to have the day. And today Mm. was Kendrick Bourne. Um. I think I'm just going to take the rest of the minute here just to chew into Damian Harris. James White went out with an injury and Damian Harris didn't seem to be able to take the opportunity to step up to be this top 12 running back that uh, you guys are, are talking about, which of course he'll probably do next week now that I've said this, but he only scored 2.1 fantasy points this week. What a letdown. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not done, but I guess uh, I'll stop it. it I thought I was. I thought I had only like one more second. Uh, now you have one more second. Okay, stop, reset. All right. I'm, I have the Denver Broncos against the New York Jets. Uh, Denver Broncos shut out the New York Jets 26 to 0. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was not the streaming quarterback you thought he would be. He finished with 11.8, but he didn't need to do that much because the defense uh, killed it. Like I mentioned, they shut out the Jets. The Broncos finished with 19 points. The Broncos defense, that is. Uh, Noah Fent, disappointed. But um, another injury to this offense, KJ Hamler went out with an injury, which I didn't mention before. He finished with 3.3 points. Tim Patrick caught 5 for 5 for 98 yards, looking like he will be the second wide receiver there. Cortland Sutton, disappointing week. Corey Davis didn't get into the double digits. Uh, the running backs for the Denver Broncos looking good, both in double digits. Uh, 18 carries for Melvin Gordon, 12 carries for Javonta Williams. Um, each of them had touchdowns, which is why they ended up in the double digits. So a big week for Denver, 3-0. and We can move on. Ding, ding, ding. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Wow, this game I thought was going to be more interesting once I started watching it, and it was not. Joe Burrow looks better than he did last week. Had a, I think he had two touchdowns with uh, Jamar Chase. He did. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Ben Roethlisberger looked like he probably should have retired this season. He looked <laughs> yeah. sluggish. He looked slow. And frankly, he kind of looked like out of shape. Yeah. Um, the running backs, Najee Harris, finally had a big breakout game. 21 points, 40 yards. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, 40 yards uh, on the ground and 102 through the air. Is that right? Uh, I'm not looking at the game, so I trust you. <laughs> Anyways, Joe Mixon, pretty disappointing. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously fantastic. Two tutties, put up 20.5 points for fantasy. Chase Claypool put up 14 points. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week with Deontay Johnson potentially still out and Juju Smith-Schuster injured. Ding, ding, ding. Um, all right, so moving on, I had Seattle against Minnesota. Minnesota beat the Seattle Seahawks 30-17 to for the first win of the season. Kirk Cousins, again, another big week, 24.12 points, 323 yards, three tutties, no interceptions. Russell Wilson, below 20 points. He's a guy that you think could be your starter for your fantasy team, but finished with 16.62 points. Didn't have a turnover, but didn't get the ball down the field enough. Alexander Madison filling in for the inactive Dalvin Cook. Look like Dalvin Cook on the field. 20.1 points, uh, 112 yards, 6 for 8 receptions, 59 yards receiving. Chris Carson looked great, 80 yards, 1 touchdown, 2 for 2 yards receiving, 15.2 fantasy points. Metcalf finally had his big game. Dave uh, won that beer bet, so Moose will have to drink. And Justin I'll Jefferson do it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And also, ding ding ding. I'm bringing to you my, <laughs> Miami Las Vegas. There's only one quarterback that needs to be talked about in this game, and it's Derek Carr. Way to go, Derek Carr. You're really showing people that um, you know you got some skills. He uh, put up 22 fantasy points this week, and I think he's slotting himself into someone you could stream and maybe even keep as a reliable reliable quarterback on your team. Way to go, Derek. 
Peyton Barber filling in for uh, Josh Jacobs put up 20 points, but I wouldn't bank on this to be a regular thing while Josh Jacobs is out. Might've just been a, yeah, you know, a fluky fantasy day. Um, no one else really relevant in the running game. I apologize for ever, you know, suggesting that Miles Gaskin might be, have a breakout season. I should have stuck with my gut. <laughs> I should have stuck with my gut and never drafted a Dolphins player. So now you know why. Now you know why I say that all the time. Uh, for wide receivers, Hunter Renfro always reliable, sixteen point two points, and Brian Edwards on the board, three for five receptions, eighty nine yards. Ding ding ding! It's coming. All right, my last game: Tampa Bay versus uh, the Los Angeles Rams. The Tampa Bay Bucks. That is thirty four to 24 for the Rams. Um, both quarterbacks killed it in fantasy. Uh, Matt Safford with 29.52 points. Tom Brady for 27.68. Uh, Tom Brady, 432 yards, one touchdown, zero turnovers, 55 attempts, 41 completions. Um, Giovanni Bernard looked really good. Uh, 14.6 fantasy points. As far as the receiving game goes, Cooper Cup looking like the top receiver in the league with 26.1 fantasy points. Chris Godwin on the Tampa Bay side, a guy who I said would be the number one receiver on on the Tampa Bay uh, offense with 16.6. Mike Evans had a good week as well, 14.6. Deshaun Jackson making an appearance in fantasy again, looks super fast, but he's old with 19.5 points. There we go. Bring you you Green Bay, San Francisco. So this game... uh, in terms of fantasy played out exactly as you thought it would uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe a little bit disappointing, only got 18.54 points. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, goodness, uh, bring in Trey Lance already. And they did. And he scored a touchdown uh, running backs. Aaron Jones uh, put up 15 points just as you'd expect. 49ers backfield. What a disaster. I mean, oh, Trey Sermon got in, he looked all right. You know, I can understand why everybody else was ahead of him in the pecking order. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk scored more points than him in fantasy. What a, yes. what a strange backfield. In terms of the wide receivers, it's as you thought. Devontae Adams killed it, put 25 points up on the boards. Marquise Valdez-Scantling actually caught a ball this week and a touchdown. Way to go. Looks like you guys can actually pull it off. Brandon Ayuk, I guess, in week three, he's a professional because... <laughs> You know, he he uh, he got four, ding, of, ding, ding. four of six receptions for a touchdown. And All George right. George Kittle did what you thought he would do. There you go. <laughs> All right. We killed that. Uh, actually, that went better than we thought. I've had quite a few beers today, so um, <laughs> that went pretty good. That was all right. But we got I, we got to go back on a couple of the games, I think, because uh, uh, like uh, there was for, uh, yeah. Arizona Jacksonville. I think I was just because uh, I had mentioned that A.J. Green you know, might be a viable uh, waiver wire pickup if, if you have the room. And it, it seems like um, DeAndre Hopkins is, is dealing with an injury of some type. So he, yes. he, could, he could be out next week. And it's very clear that if DeAndre Hopkins isn't there, Christian Kirk's the guy. Yeah, and th- th- these are things to cue in to as well if it happens with, with any other team. So DeAndre Hopkins, the entire week, like you mentioned, was potentially doubtful for the game last minute he was active which means when when you have this news of him being potentially inactive for for sunday it's probably because when they do play he's probably going to be a distraction so guys like christian kirk and i mean not this week but rondell moore and aj green should be slotted in when you hear that the top receiver on a team is dealing with an injury or hampered by injuries. So Christian Kirk was pretty successful this week. Rondell Moore uh, was not. AJ Green showed up. But, I mean, this is a situation like Denver where they have an onslaught of receivers and week to week you're not sure who's going to get the ball. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to just gotta hope for the best. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the Arizona defense looked amazing. Yeah. Well, one one thing to note though is that Jacksonville's offense did look like it was clicking a little bit, despite yeah. playing a, a very tough offense. It was a beautiful pass to DJ Shark uh, in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Um, I think once this team gets their uh, ducks in a row, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, since I mentioned kicks, uh, I mentioned that Justin Tucker hit that sixty-six yarder. Uh, Matt Prada 
attempted a 68-yard field goal. <laughs> I, missed. Meant, I was going to mention this, but we didn't have time. Yeah, he he attempted a 68-yarder, missed. Jacksonville returned that missed kick for a touchdown. And I think it you know, started a fire under their butts and yeah. maybe got them into the game a little bit more. But well, it, uh, he tied the record for return yards. There's 109 yes. return yards. Yes. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess what we'll just mention is notable um, things to us because we all watch different games. Um, I'm not going to talk about my Bears. I'm not going to bore you with the Bears because that was just abysmal. But like we said, you should be careful uh, with Justin Fields um, and not play him this week because we don't know what to expect. But, I mean, this week there there was quite a few games that were exciting. There was a, a lot of boring games. And I guess week three, you kind of... It's a week where you figure out whether teams are for real or not. What we've seen of them is is to be true or if they're pretenders. Um, what I would say to the people, since I watched Baltimore, Detroit, what I would say to people is if you had Baltimore as one of the Super Bowl contenders, I think you should go jump off a bridge. I know that's a little extreme, but I mean – Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Lamar Jackson doesn't look that bad, but I'm saying, Hey, he passed for 287 yards, 287 yards, one touchdown. He did have one bad interception. Um, but the team is plagued by injury on the defense and the receivers. I mean, Marquise Brown, it, it's funny that you use the word plague. Cause I think 13 of them are out with COVID related, yeah. uh, COVID issues. and legit injury. Well, not that COVID is not a legit injuries, but uh, the normal injuries, whether it's lower body, upper body, whatever it is, uh, we're not going to get into the defensive injuries today. But um, another notable mention, Marquise Brown, uh, he looked good week one and week two. Week three, he dropped some easy catches. and uh, He Baltimore- dropped a few easy ones today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Baltimore could have blown Detroit out of the – the water here, but uh, didn't look too great. And like Moose has mentioned, like last week and the week before, that the backfield for the Baltimore Ravens is kind of like a, a wasteland. So Tyson Williams didn't have the most carries this week. Latavius Murray did, but Latavius Murray, seven carries for 28 yards. Tyson Williams, five carries for 22 yards, zero of one receptions. None of, so none of the the running backs caught anything out of the backfield, which is awful. And the, the scary thing about Lamar Jackson is compared to last year, he was just bad at throwing and ran most of it. This year, he seems indecisive on both ends, whether he wants to throw it or run it. So I think... They got lucky to win this game. Literally, Justin Tucker had to break a record to give them the victory. <laughs> so um, it might be tough, and especially for your survivor pools. Don't count out Detroit. Their defense, I mean, they're not winning games. They're 0-3, but uh, they're giving certain teams a run for their money. I forget who they played last week, but uh, I think at the first half of the game, they they were tough on defense. So um Hopefully there's more things to come from Detroit and they can be relevant maybe in a year or so. I don't know what else stood out for you today. Um, well, other than the fact that Las Vegas is three and Yeah. You so, know, John Gruden came in, you know, everybody says, Oh, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's rebuilding the team and uh, looks like they're getting there. What? Ha- oh, so did you watch this game? Like what happened? I, I they watched- were getting smoked. No, they weren't. It was 14 to 2, and then they just came back and it finished 31 oh, 28. Maybe, maybe they did then. I uh, I thought it was more of a sort of back and forth, uh, each team sort of scoring, but I was I was on and off while I was watching it. But um, I don't know. At, at the times that I was watching it, uh, Las Vegas looked, uh, they looked in control. They looked good. Yeah. And as a Jalen, I just want to mention one more thing on this game. As a Jalen Waddle owner in our Dynasty League, I know our point system is a little bit different than most leagues, but he finished with 10.8 fantasy points. I just want to mention that he had 13 targets. Um, we said he would be a good fantasy value because him and Tua have a rapport from college. But I mean, Jake, uh, Jacoby Brissett threw the ball. Uh, 13 times to Jalen Waddle, and he caught 12 of 13 for 58 yards. I mean, 
50 yards is not a lot of yardage for 13 targets, but um, it's like just over half a field. Yeah, but um, that's positive for Jalen Waddle owners. Maybe you can flex him depending on some weeks. Las Vegas does have a good defense. I know this was a high scoring game, but um, yeah. And like I said, Miles Gaskin. Don't expect him to be a top running back option. Yeah, of course. Malcolm now, Brown. Now that, now that we've said that, he's going to blow up next week. Right. But <laughs> it has been three disappointing weeks from him. Yeah. And it's, not, uh, it's not looking so hot. <clears throat> it's it's a running back by committee. Malcolm Brown had more fantasy points than him. 9.1. He had 8.9. So, I mean, I'm sure he will kill it one week, but uh, not looking too good so far. No, not looking good at all. All right. Do we want to move on to the tall boys of the week? Let's do it. All right, hit us up. So while Anthony gets himself sorted here a little bit, real quick for the people listening, maybe for the first time, tall boys are people who uh, perform really well or maybe exceeded expectation today in their game for fantasy football. Yes, and we call it the tall boy um, of the week because tall boys are, like because we're a, a beer podcast, tall boys are a bigger can or bigger bottle of beer that is the the amount of a pint 16 ounce or 473 milliliters for those of you watching youtube it's about this size this is 473 milliliters so yes um so i'm gonna start by the qb position the first one i have he's not in the top five i believe but he is up there sam darnold noteworthy a guy that had nice very mediocre 18 points for the first two weeks this week finished with 23.3 fantasy points um he played on thursday night uh against houston it was a favorable matchup he looks good so far i i mean he he's loving his new team uh they're three and all the carolina panthers and he's using gg more three and all yeah i know i sounded very canadian there um they're looking really good uh, but I do think you have to be careful, and I still think he's a streaming option. Yeah. Uh, when they have uh, difficult matchups, he might not be that upper, or or he might not hover around the twenty point uh, fantasy uh, category. What's, what's interesting to note as well is this is twenty three points in a game where Christian McCaffrey went out in the first quarter. When did, McCaffrey left pretty early on, right? Yeah. Uh, Early, uh, late first or early second? Yeah, so you have to consider. I mean, he, if he has Christian McCaffrey in there as well, I mean, that, that numbers might get boosted a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, moving on to running back, I have Peyton Barber. So, like we had talked about all week, Josh Jacobs was dealing with an injury and was most likely going to be out. So, people didn't know if it was going to be Kenyon Drake or Peyton Barber. Uh, in this case, or this week, it was Peyton Barber. He finished with 20.7 fantasy points. So if you swooped him up off waivers, if you had him uh, because you thought he would be better than Kenyon Drake, he certainly showed up for you. Um, it looks like he's the guy to go to as the uh, for, for the handcuff of Josh Jacobs. So if he's for some reason on some waiver wire still, I mean, scoop him up. Uh, I don't know if it'll be consistent or worthwhile I, I think i think it's gonna be inconsistent yeah I, I if you have if you have someone you can dump off your bench by all means pick up peyton barber see, see what happens but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't guarantee that he's gonna put up 20 points you know every week D- but would you do you still think Kenyon drake has the opportunity to be successful or is Kenyon drake the third guy there you think or if josh well, i think i think Kenyon drake is the pass catching back Okay. And Peyton Barber is Josh Jacobs, you know, smashing into people and doing the goal line work. Yeah. That's, I, that's how I see it. I really don't see it as a one, two, three. Um, Peyton Barber's just filling in for Josh Jacobs and Kenya Drake's still playing the role he would be playing if Josh Jacobs was there. Yeah. So, like Moose mentioned, Peyton Barber, 111 yards, one TD, 30 yards receiving. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 33 yards receiving, eight carries for 24 yards rushing. So Payne Barber, 23 carries. Looks like he's the guy for now. But keep an eye on the injuries over there. Uh, It'll probably change week to week. 
Next on my list, wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, boy. Moose mentioned it in uh, our recap segment. Um, it's, he fits it's the Moose's minute and the Harrison hurry up. Yes, uh, I'm going to have to get used to that. It's a new segment. <laughs> like I mentioned, we probably have had a bunch of beers today. But um, yeah, 23.9 fantasy points. Uh, this was a guy that we had mentioned in the offseason that – he might be a potential um, late round uh, sleeper or marquee guy. I don't know where he went in the drafts right now, but he had nine. Uh, yeah, he probably went undrafted. Undrafted, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an he's an old veteran who, you know, had been dealing with injuries. You know, when he was in uh, when he left Denver, he had injuries in New Orleans. Yeah, was very inconsistent in New Orleans, but. You know, now he's in Buffalo with a healthy young quarterback who's seemingly targeting him. Yeah. So he was the the leading receiver on Buffalo this week. Caught five of six, nine for yards, two TDs. Cole Beasley was number two. Stefan Diggs, yeah. six one, for ten. One of those tutties was so beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he scooped the ball like an inch off the ground. It was uh, yeah, really, really nice. Very skillful. Definitely a veteran uh, receiver catch. So, yeah, Gabriel Davis, if you're you're high on him, you might have to wait a little bit. Uh, I mean, I was hoping they didn't yeah. get another receiver, that it was just going to be Beasley, Diggs, and Davis, and Davis can really make or debut. Uh, the thing this is, every, everything that Emmanuel Sanders is doing, that's going to be Davis. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're hyped on Davis, just yeah. know that it's coming. Exactly. And now moving on to the last position, tight end. I have your boy, Tyler Conklin, 16.5 yeah, fantasy points. But I think there's another one you have to mention too. Okay. Do you have, do you have another tight end in there? Or could we, could we give the tight end? Uh, if you have it already i'll just pull up so i get his exact fantasy i do it's dawson knox oh yes 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 who uh put up 12 12 12.9 points so not as much as uh gronklin but uh still had it had a i I picked him up off waivers last minute popped him in was very thrilled (laughs) with the result fantasy points did he have 12.9 12.9 all right well i mean that is definitely good. Um, Tyler Conklin was my pick because uh, everybody's been high on the Minnesota. You know, you know who end. wasn't. You know who wasn't though. Who? Me months ago when I told everyone to keep an eye on on Tyler Conklin, and then even when Chris Herndon came around, I said, "No, you keep your eye on Tyler Conklin." Yeah, I'm telling you, Tyler Conklin's the guy. So uh, this is interesting. So Dawson Knox, yeah, he did uh, do the 12.9. I think you said Conklin finished as the highest tight end this week with uh, 16.5 and some non-decimal leagues, uh, 17 points. Um, Minnesota's tight ends have been like him and Irv Smith Jr. have been, you know, hot topics in the offseason for breakout tight ends. Um, do I read too much into Ty Conklin? Not so much. Kirk Cousins loves throwing the ball. Um, I, I I actually like the Dawson Knox one a little bit more because we know, um, can't think of his name right now. Uh, Josh Josh Allen is going to throw the ball a lot. Dawson Knox is a very talented, uh, tight end, but I, I know there was a couple of them there last year. So, uh, keep an eye on Dawson Knox, but, uh, this week was a little bit better for tight ends than the last week. So Uh, I think, I think if, if you're in a situation where you're considering either of them, I think both of them are great pickups because it it probably means that you didn't get, you know, one of the top five big names Mm -hmm. and you know, you're, you're rolling week to week with three to four points. But I think that Tyler Conklin and Dawson Knox both have the opportunity to, you know, surpass that more consistently than, you know, other late later ranked tight ends. Absolutely. And that's it for the tall boy segment. Nice. All right. Uh, so did we say we were going to do a, a Reddit today? Is that what we're rolling into? Yes, I have the Reddit. I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, we can introduce it though. 
Um, okay, are you gonna are you gonna do the? I think we both have to do it. I think that's usually what we do. I, I, my last voice. Time, last time we tried to do it together, it was it was a disaster. I could okay. always just I could always just I could just put Dave's <laughs> voice in here. Uh, but I think the viewers want to hear are terrible. So uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna make an attempt here. If I really fail, yeah, we'll alternate. Okay. We'll alternate. You do it this week. I'll do it next week. Okay. So here's our next segment called. They said it already. <laughs> My voice cracked at the beginning, oh, didn't it? Oh, it sure did. That was uh, that was terrible. But I, I feel like the rest <laughs> might have been good. It was okay. Yeah, it, the beginning was rough. Yeah. I heard it, but I just had to go with it. Yeah. Okay. We, My goodness. We can't. We can't all be Dave. Can't we can't all, all be a, Dave. A beautiful voice like Dave. So just like I regret doing that intro. This Reddit from user DGen007 is draft day regrets. Um, three weeks in, what has been your biggest regret looking back at your draft? Drafting a certain player, draft strategy. Who has it been for you? Uh, well, for me, right off the bat, I would have to say it's it's probably Miles Gaskin. Oof. He's, yeah. uh, he has been performing less than i had hoped he would um it's not too late it's still week three i was hoping he would sort of you know rise to the top of the committee in, in miami and uh you know do a little bit better uh, close to his uh, end of year stats uh from last year but it just doesn't seem like that's the case they, they want to run with this committee i mean they've lost Tua now uh was did will fuller even play today uh, he did play. He was active for the game, but I don't know if he did anything. Let me just pull this up here. Um, Miami. So for me, that that I think Miles Gaskin is definitely my uh, draft. Five point five fantasy points, six targets. Yeah. Um, mine. I mean, we talk about our main leagues. We have a main dynasty league and a keeper league. The keeper league. It's not going so well for me. Um, my points for this week was not so bad if I faced other people in our league, but uh, I got smoked this week. Um, and my base disappointment so far is Allen Robinson, Roman numeral two. This is the mm. first year I've drafted him. I usually have a rule where I don't draft any Bears players because I am a Bears fan. And, you know, uh, it's just you, you shouldn't play fantasy with your heart. But um, actually... I, I'm gonna deflect here and blame you and Dave, um, <laughs> but but I, but I technically agreed with you guys over the past two years that uh, Allen Robinson is an elite wide receiver because he can play with any quarterback. Um, this year, that is not true. The man has not hit double digit numbers yet. I'm surprised I've won. They've had tough matchups. To be fair, like let's give yeah. Allen Robinson a little bit of of a, of a break. Yeah, I, I think he's going to turn it around. Yeah, but it it always sucks when a top three pick is uh, generating the least amount of points on your fantasy team. Not even yeah. if he was in the middle, I, I wouldn't you. complain so much, but uh, it's pretty painful. Uh, I, have, all well, he, I have another one that same yeah. situation that I'm starting to regret. Well, who is that? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, goodness. What a disappointment. Yeah. So and far, I mean, but I, he's got to be able to turn it around. This is the thing. And like I said, he he played uh, Seattle, um, LA Rams, and uh, Tennessee Titans. You know, all of them are pretty good defenses. You know, hopefully uh, next week. Next, Oh, no. So, yeah. So next week he plays Miami, you know, Baltimore. I mean, still. So maybe week six he'll turn it around when he plays Houston. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Maybe. Maybe back half of the season performance like he did last year like last year it took him a while to get into it yeah. uh, another guy that could be listed i have it but i just traded him thanks to uh you giving me some helpful input as well on a trade that i made in my work league uh not this job but another job uh i traded antonio gibson away for justin jefferson antonio gibson has also been a disappointment had a slow start last year as well um but antonio gibson um, I said bench him this week for JD McKissick. Uh, if you did that, 
and you listen to me, I apologize. Uh, but fortunately for me, the league that I did that in, I still won, so it didn't matter. Um, yeah, but uh, the actual next guy I wanted to mention, a lot of people asked me before they did their drafts for their leagues, if I have the number one overall pick, do I go with Christian McCaffrey? And I was like, how can you not? But um, so far, again, he's a disappointment. He's out for a few weeks well, with his he, injury. Hold on. Hold on. Choose your words carefully here because he hasn't been a disappointment. He was fantastic in the in the games that he played. But what's disappointing is that it seems like his, his injuries right. are, are coming back. This is a little bit of a special case. Like the first two weeks, he was a very successful. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't underperforming. It just seems like he might be, you know, getting to that point where, I mean, it's no denying um, Carolina runs him a lot. Right. They use him a lot. So I think that wear and tear is is catching up to him a little bit. Agreed. So not the typical disappointment of player because he was successful, but I guess this point in the sense where, you know, how I, I was telling people they shouldn't draft Saquon Barkley that early or avoid him if you can, because he's going to, he's going to be more of a pain in the butt for your team than not. Uh, he it, did it's, have, it's disappointing because you want to just set him and forget him. But right now, now you have to worry about it. Now you have to like potentially go look for a handcuff. And it's the same thing with Jacobs and these guys with the injuries, the injury prone guys. But uh, we know Christian McCaffrey will be out for a couple more weeks at least. I don't think he was put on the IR, but um, he'll probably miss one or two more weeks. So uh, disappoint. he will be a disappointment for the next two weeks because he is injured, but hopefully he'll come back super healthy and continue what he did in week one and week two. But yeah, so far for me, it would probably be Antonio Gibson and Allen Robinson. Those are my two uh, major ones. Your regrets. Draft day regrets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, if, if listeners, if you guys have any draft day regrets that you would like to share, send us an email. 3bfantasypod at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Twitter and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, and if you're on halftime, you can DM us there too. We That's have right. a halftime episode, which is a live um, podcast, but done differently than we do our regular uh, Monday. It, it's just a live show. Live show. Yeah, like a radio show type where you guys come in if it, you want to chat with us and it, yeah it's live uh we can get you onto the stage they call it uh you can ask us your questions on the spot you can chat with us for a little bit it's every wednesday at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on the halftime app very easy to uh, to sign up for use your apple id or use your google id um takes no time so join us there we'd love to hear from you we'd love to see you on wednesdays um yeah and you can dms on the app as well nope i don't think you can no no oh well then when we make our posts on yeah. our waiver wire you can, pickups you can leave comments on the posts exactly so you can ask us there with our your waiver wire questions on our waiver wire posts and the start sit or our six-pack risk rankings posts you can well, address us. Speaking of the six-pack risk scale, uh, you yes. said you wanted to go through this. Yes, I do. So uh, we'll go through it quickly. Um, we can I'm go through it very quickly. Yes. Because the first three, first four, five, actually, we, we've spoken about a lot of these already. Yeah, so, so Darrell... Derek Carr Dar probably should have been like five bottles of beer. Yes. Uh, so we, we had him at four, played super well. Um, no complaints over there. So if you started him, you're happy. Darrell Henderson was actually inactive. We did warn you. We had him at two beers that if he plays, he'd be hampered. So he wouldn't do that well. But it turns out he was inactive. So the two beers was correct. Um, shouldn't have started him. Antonio Gibson. We had a three beers. Had a big week. We said it was risky. Could have go either way, and it and it went the right way. Exactly. So I think most people had no choice to start him because uh, backup running backs are kind of are kind of scarce right now off the waiver wire. So if you start him, you're happy. Sterling Shepard. Uh, I oh, mean, he got injured. He got injured. 
So it's not uh, talent-wise that he wasn't successful. We had him up there with five beers, but uh, it was an injury issue. So uh, now my my favorite one. <laughs> oh, Moose, you're bringing his numbers down. You're bringing his numbers down. Well, they should have been brought down. Damian Harris was way over beard on this scale. Yeah, but um, you didn't bring the numbers down. You 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 went four <laughs> beers as well on our individual ones. So, um. We all sucked on that one, but uh, I do, I do believe that Damian Harris will be. Um, no, it's gonna be so. It's gonna be just like this, wildly inconsistent week to week. But wait, James White got injured. We have to pay attention to his injury because now the backfield, Ramondre, is still out. James White went out like pretty early in the game. You would, you would think. Did that, he come back? I'm not sure. I didn't. I watch don't that. think so. Yeah. So, so we'll you would assume that Damian Harris would would be taking over more work in this game, but it's not because. This is it. It's all strategy. They they knew that they were going to be hitting up Kendrick Bourne, uh, you know, and not not running the ball a whole heap today. And yep. that's it. He's going to be wildly inconsistent. So he's going to have games where, yeah, sure, he might he might look like he's doing well, but then he's going to have these kinds of games where he's only going to get two points. True. He's a he's we'll a solid. He's a he's a rocky three from here on out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. Ooh, we, we talked way, about that. Yeah, we way overbeard him. AJ Brown, well, he went out with injury. So Dave will be chugging for that one because he made yep. two beer bets. Uh, you're chugging for the Metcalf one. He's chugging for the AJ Brown one. He didn't say it was null and void due to injury if there was one, but uh, he guaranteed 15 points from AJ Brown. Did not get there. Yep. I was hoping uh, we'd have another big uh, Tyler Lockett day. Not the case. It was DK Metcalf's day, and he crushed it. Yeah, we had him at five beers out of six. So, uh, we locked him in there. Uh, Noah Fant, four out of six. Uh, I mean, to me, he's a start-worthy tight end week in, week out. We had him at four because the Jets are terrible defense. Um, he might be a four going forward even more so because of the KJ Hamler injury. It did not look good. They did not show the replay because it was a pretty brutal uh, leg injury. So it would be him, Sutton, and pretty much uh, Tim Patrick going forward. There's other guys there, but I think those three will be the guys going forward. So you can count Noah Fan going forward. Jared Cook, um, going to pull up. Yeah, he he should have uh, had less beers. Did not uh, did not come close to a three beer. Oh, goodness worthiness but, but three beers is like in or out you know depending on your options i mean it could go yeah. either way he could go either way but he was a bit of a disappointment as far as tight ends go justin fields speaking of disappointments yeah man that's we, uh what a rough start yeah and we warned people like <laughs> it was not a really not really a him issue it was the offensive line sack nine times um yeah but it but it's very clear why yeah. they didn't want to put their you know uh franchise quarterback in there year one because i think they're very aware that he was going to get sacked a lot yeah i mean it was it was brutal to watch uh, i i somehow lasted three quarters and then i had to shut it off but it, it was painful but we did we did warn you if you wanted to take a shot on him this week because you thought he's the savior and he might <laughs> the do defense well. definitely did oh yeah and then our last player, Austin Eckler, uh, five beers out of six, finished with 19.7 points in half-point PPR. Uh, Eckler, um, you slot him in every week. He caught six for six for 52 yards and a touchdown, 11 carries for 55 yards. Nobody's going to take the, any work away from him. Um, not looking good for your, your, your bold beer bet. I know. It was a bold one. It was a bold one, but uh, those will get you. Yeah, but it's only week three. We still got a few more weeks to go. Things could change. Yeah, D- Damian this... Harris might uh, suddenly. Uh, yeah. Oh goodness. Be amazing and and push. That was my bold beer bet. So ladder. you had Eckler outside the top fifteen. I think I had Damian <laughs> Harris inside the top fifteen. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I will be. Okay. Well, that's it uh, for our uh, six pack risk scale from last week. There'll be another one on Thursday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night because we do it live on the halftime show and yes. then we put the graphic up Thursday morning. Yep. So you'll have uh, you'll see it Thursday morning on Instagram and if you come listen to us live, you can even contribute. You can say no, that's a ridiculous beer scale. We want to give him more beers. 
or or take away. And speaking yeah. of speaking of beers, Anthony, what are you drinking? Um, so I had finished it pretty early in the episode. Uh, I've had this before. It's a throwback beer, but uh, Brasserie Brasseur du Monde, mm. um, brewery of the world. It's a uh, an IPA, Septième uh, Ciel, so Seventh Sky, um, five point seven percent. It's an a strong beer, but I think 5.7% is not usually considered strong, at least for us Canadians. I know you Americans love your light beers. Uh, that's not making fun of you because Anthony, I love the light beers. Hey, I was going to say, Anthony, you only drink light beers. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm just saying. I'm just I've saying. just got a classic Labatt 50. Labatt 50. Yeah. Delicious. Labatt um, 50 is delicious. Yeah, I had a few tall boys today from this brewery. Um I think this is going to be uh, the Brasseur du Monde. I think their beers are going to be my Sunday uh, favorite uh, okay. going forward. I had a few of them today. There were some new flavors over at the Depanner or for your English people, the corner store. Corner store. Um, yeah, there was a, a bunch of other IPAs and they were all tall boys. So uh, I feel tall this week because I've won four out of my five leagues. Um Feels great. Feels great. I feel the opposite of what you're feeling. But you'll, you'll bounce but, back. But I'll have to say this, because in case anybody else out there enjoys fishing, I oh, was yes. out on the lake with my Uncle John. He's uh, He's been really nice taking us out on his boat a um, couple times in the last few weeks. It's been absolutely fantastic. We found a great fishing spot, and I hauled out the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. It was a huge smallmouth bass. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. It was, it was the funnest thing I, I did all all uh, all week by far. And I think that because I hauled out this monster fish, it like unbalanced like positivity in my life. So because I got had this awesome experience, it was like, well, then you're not going to win as much fantasy football this week. Oh goodness, yeah, you, you win some, you lose some, and I mean to. I, and you, I, I, you can see a photo if you go on my Instagram. You can find us uh, if you watch YouTube. You'll see our handles, or just go on YouTube and and you can. I'm sure you can find me. It's three three B, fantasy underscore moose. There's a photo of the of the fish. It's a behemoth. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're the waiver wire expert. So kind of like you fish for waiver wire targets in the waiver wire pool. You got you got this beautiful fish, and and it is beautiful. Um, in the lake that you went out at and i mean you're killing it i think what it's two in a row now you had yeah, this I, week i caught uh well i've caught three we went out twice and I, I caught three nice which i think by like if there's actual like fishermen listening that's the, those numbers aren't that great but in uh you know we're not the most experienced uh fishermen so those, those I mean, numbers those numbers are pretty good for us but I mean, what what's good for people who fish is, I mean, I've gone out a couple times. I went out with uh, my boss at my previous company a couple times to to fish for musky. Yeah. Um, when you have your spot, if you find a good spot in a lake where you know the fish are going to bite, uh, chances are it's going to be good for you. And you usually don't share your secret with anyone else because that's your spot. So if you found a couple good spots. Uh, I think it'll you'll continue to catch you <laughs> catch some good fish. I hope so. I, yeah. you know, I think that's the biggest one I'll ever catch, though. At least in terms of smallmouth bass, because they only grow yeah. to they only grow to a certain size, right? And I think that one was uh, it was like the Eddie Lacy of smallmouth bass. Yeah, and what's funny about fishing is I kind of I consider it like golf in the sense that I'm not a great golfer, so when you hit a when you hit a nice shot after you've been out on the course for like three hours, it, you feel so it's so rewarding yeah. that you had that one nice shot and it makes the whole day worth it. Even though it was terrible with fishing. When I went fishing for muskie, I didn't catch it, but I got one and then I panicked because I'm not a fisher. So <laughs> I kind of like tugged too hard. Yeah. It was as if the, so the fish came out of the water was still on my hook, but when he threw himself out of the water, it, he unhooked himself from yeah. my hook and then he might as well would like flip me off. 
it was as if he flipped me off and was like, not today, sucker. And then went back in the water and he was big. He was big. I would have. Well, that's a musky, uh, you know, they're, they're big fish. Yeah. So that would have been a great one and only, or I think it was my second time going fishing. It would have been a great second trip going fishing, but, uh, didn't happen. And I haven't gone since, but it was fun. It is fun. It's nice and relaxing. You have a few beers, a couple drinks, a sandwich on the water. It's very peaceful. All right. Well, um, I'm going to do my own sign off. Dave, Dave texted me what I'm supposed to say in these things, but, um, I'm just going to say, well, that's it folks. We're wrapping this one up. We'll see you. Anthony and I will see you next Sunday and all three of us will be here tomorrow, Monday night for our wave of wire episode. See you then. Ciao.